You're listening to the Avoid the Trap Podcast, a show dedicated to helping bettors exploit the betting markets using unconventional strategies and tactics. Turn up the volume and listen closely. The show starts now. All right, guys, welcome back to episode 21 of Avoid the Trap Podcast. I'm your host, Micah Smith. We have Antonino DeRosa and David Miller, professional sports bettors with us today. How was your Thanksgiving, guys? Have a good Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. It was good. Lots of food. Lots of food. Too much food. Yeah. Yes, sir. I was uh, betting on – I know I was sweating first game Thursday, Lions-Packers. We have Survivor, you know, sweats going on, and a lot of entries had the Lions. How did the NFL go for you guys betting? Well, for Survivor, I wasn't really sweating because we still had 100 or we had 300 inch. Uh, but now I'm sweating that went, it went all right. And how did it go for you? What did you uh, take the day off or is that a dumb question? I'm not in Survivor anymore. No, but did you take the day off betting? Oh, the day off betting. Uh, not really. We even picked two games uh, for our DraftKings contest that day. So now we did a little bit of betting. Okay, let's talk. Let's address that. So... You obviously weren't playing the market with Washington or with Dallas there. You just felt like laying 11 and a half on Thanksgiving at home. <laughs> well, it wasn't great, but if you actually – Good job. A win's a win. I feel like you're unstoppable. If you look at the games for Sunday, at that point, there was not that much value. Yeah, but things always change. You, you've been seeing that. I get what you're saying. That's right. That's right. Where I was going, man, this is like- – when I looked, there was literally like nothing better than that cowboy. So we said, "Hey, it's Thanksgiving, we'll have something to cheer for." So think- when me and Randy kind of looked Sunday morning and went, or no, when me and Randy looked Sunday afternoon and went, "Oh, nice," and decided to lay eleven and a half, basically not not that great. And then we're going. He passed the three and a half to three, but you didn't really pass it at that point. Is what you're saying? Yeah, at that time you're- it wasn't there. No, this nonsense. You're, you're getting like Randy over there, like putting just things that you just, It's like, what are you doing? He also always Cowboy, does. Also Cowboy fan. No, come on. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but literally there was not that much value, like looking at the games three days away. So I said, this looks okay. Let's bet it just in case things don't, we don't get value somewhere else or whatever. But, that was our, our train of thought. I'm just jealous because you're winning. You know that. Yeah. We got lucky a bit this, you know, not being on the Chargers on uh, Sunday night. But, yeah, we're doing okay. Yeah, that was painful. Was I don't know. Yeah, that was that was a tough one. And then we had that one loaded all over the place with money. So that was a tough way to go to sleep. Did you see the the guy, the wide receiver, got the touchdown at the end that should have kneeled down or whatever? Yeah, we're yeah, yeah that's when you're running bad, and then that can go your way too. You know that. So we have uh, how many weeks we have left in that? Because no week eighteen, you guys know that probably. Yeah, yeah. So it's five, I think, five more. Five more weeks. Well, they're gonna start getting contrarian. And then we have the regular contests that go all the way. We have a couple doing good in those in the circle millions. Yeah. Nobody's the Westgate, I don't think. So yeah, we got a shot at the circle millions a couple of games. Back, what? What? How many is he back from first? Two and a half. Two and a half. And then on the opposite, ours is on the reverse. Two and a half back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said he had twenty yeah. on the booby prize. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, but that one's not as good as Randy's. Randy's got a good one there. Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, just hit the survivor. That's all we want to get. We'll let you have the rest of them. Well, we know Randy's strategy won't change in the DraftKings contest, but does Dave start getting more contrarian at some point when you get down at at some point or no? Well, it all depends how you're doing it. Are you, like, right outside the money with one week left? And the funny thing was somebody flipped all five two weeks ago, which was really strange to me. I would have never done that. But I don't know. People have all the – he literally flipped four out of the five and then left one, and I'm just like – what the, f- you know, but I guess if it works, you, but yeah, that's too early to do that. When you say right there, I didn't get that, yeah. but I have everybody player profiled. So hopefully we're still around. I got everybody profiled with notes on each person has a little bit of heart, has zero heart, has too much heart. I like it. on one out of five on average. Yeah. I have very detailed notes. I like it. I like it. <laughs> all right all right well, let me ask you guys something about nba real quick and then we can get into some of the topics you want to talk about so there's an nba in season tournament going on right now do you think that affects anything at all as far as numbers from last year yes. when, when there's no in, in-game tournament you know as far as yes. the way you should think about betting this is got to change because they're not all playing at home you know what do you think about it, that? How that goes? It's affect the totals a lot, right? What do you think? Actually, what do you think? Well, there was a perfect example last night. By the way, with transparency, I lost a lot of money. I got caught with my pants down. So I don't know how much you guys follow. The Celtics yesterday needed to win by 23 to qualify for the top eight. So at halftime, they were winning by 19. They were winning by 19. The halftime line should have been Celtics minus two. Okay. Can you tell us why that that's because of the specific situation, or that's if it was a regular game? Can you if it was a regular if it was a regular okay. game? So the Celtics should be minus two, but that would have them win only by 21. Sportsbooks posted three and they closed four and a half because they have to win by 23 if they want to make the top eight. So it's a, it's a brand new game to them, kind of. It's not, oh, let's relax and coach to the – yeah, I mean, we, we all follow that. Okay. So I bet the Bulls because I thought it was crazy. Three points of value during the second half. That's just nuts. So I, I was pretty heavy on the Bulls. But while they were up 32 on the Bulls, they were hacking the center that doesn't know how to shoot free throws. Hmm. The Celtics were. Mm-hmm. So, like, they were well aware that they needed to win by X amount of points. So they were still trying super hard. With seven minutes to go, they were up 32, and they're hacking Drummond because he's a terrible free-throw shooter. And it got to the point where the coach on the other team got pissed. He's like, what are you doing to the other coach? And the other coach was like, "Why you didn't know that we have to win by a certain amount of points to make uh, the top eight? And the Celtics actually played all their starters until one and a half minute left in the game where the Bulls did not. They stopped playing their starters like with nine minutes to go. Now, if I had to go back, I would have probably never made those Bulls bets. But like, is it just random and I got unlucky? I don't know. There's so many unknowns there. There's so many, so many things that are different. 
different than when you're usually doing your system. So I think his question is, yeah, it does make it a little tougher, right? Or do you find that somehow it's easier? Well, that was the only game that really was like that. The other game was the Golden State Warriors yesterday. They needed to win. But if they won by a small amount, they would be in the top eight. They would play away. And if they won by a big amount in the top eight, they would play at home versus the Pelicans. They ended up losing, so they didn't even make the top eight. But in that spot also mattered a bit. But that game specific was actually traded correctly. Like, you know, what the number I think it should be, that's what they had. But for the Bulls, I think I got caught, you know, with my pants around my ankles. Okay, I hear you. Uh, I love the <laughs> panty ankle saying. <laughs> when you first said that, I was like, oh, wow, he's coming through with some funny stuff. Okay, so <laughs> do you think we should factor in to what degree are you factoring all so this? So in soccer, there's something very similar. I don't know if you guys know about Champions League or the World Cup. They're in groups of four, and usually two teams will advance to the next stage. So And they play round robin. So in the third game, in the third game, certain teams are playing for a certain result based on what the result of the other game is. Okay. So in soccer is a real thing that like what a team needs to go to the next stage. It's like a real thing that the teams actually play for. You know, if one team needs a draw and they don't have to win, they'll play the whole game differently. Right. In basketball, I didn't think going into last night into betting, I did not think that it mattered much because these games also have value for their normal standings. Yeah. So yeah. in my mind, I didn't think this mattered much. But now I'm starting to look back at previous games of the tournament. And there was a scenario. It was game two. So they play a total of four games. There was game two. The Celtics once again were against the Orlando Magic. And Orlando Magic won that game. And they never rested any of their guys. And then the last minute, they were still trying to score. So now I'm looking back. I haven't done all the games yet. But as I'm looking back, every team is not like giving up. You know when there's like the last 35 seconds and your team is winning, you don't try to shoot or whatever. You just let the time run out. These teams are actually trying to score. Right. So it affects yeah, so in-game, how you price things in-game versus pre-game, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Or for instance, uh, in an NBA game, let's say the spread is 12 for the game. Most of the times, the first half total will be seven, right? In a normal basketball game. And the reason why that being is because there is some kind of thing where if a team is actually winning by a lot, the first half is weighted more because if a team is winning by a lot, then the other team will come back like toward the end of the game. Yeah. And maybe those are priced incorrectly. Maybe the splits should be closer to 50% because a team that's down 12 or up 12, they should try to score as many points as possible. Got you. Yeah, we'll let you figure it out, and then we'll go to you for advice. How about that? <laughs> well, we'll have a 24-game uh, sample. I will look at it. But, yeah, so my first assumption was wrong, I think. So I think it does matter that are tournament games. I don't know about the total, but – the uh, total, probably the over, is more likely to happen in these spots. 
but definitely the splits between first half and second half actually change. Okay. Yeah, that makes total sense. Is there, so there's a lot more to factor in when you're betting NBA totals. Because even like if you and Davis conversation and threat in our group text, it's just like it's got to factor this and that. It's tougher to figure out versus. Yeah, I mean, like obviously basketball, like the in-game lines and the splits between first and second half are assumed based on contraction. But if one team does not care about much they lose by and the other team does care how much they win by, some of this stuff just goes out the window. Yeah. Do you want to bring up the other scenario or do you want me to tell the details? You can tell the details. Okay, so the Bulls were playing, was it at Brooklyn? At Brooklyn. Okay, the Bulls were at Brooklyn. The line opened four, closed two and a half. They were up 63-55 at half, I want to say. And right there, the team that's the, – so the road team, Brooklyn's up 63-55 at half. And basically right there, the dog, the road team, the Bulls, should be laying one, one and a half usually, somewhere in that ballpark. But it was flipped, so it was plus one and a half. So Brooklyn was favored again. And you don't really, you don't really ever see that. Not on a two-and-a-half pregame spread. So his approach was look for injuries really quick. Okay, the only problem I have with that, you didn't have your pinnacle logged in and just see really quick the 10,000 acts and that it, the line was saying that, yeah, it is flipped the wrong way. I did have pinnacle open, but I still in those spots. Like, I don't trust that the pinnacle guys paying attention to Twitter or injuries. But you don't? Let's hear this. Officially on oh, the record. I, I just think that the live traders, when they're trading, they're just trading the game. They're not paying attention if a person is out or not. See, my my thing there was when I see it basically minus seven at Pinnacle and then the line's nine and a half everywhere. I know everyone's copying back Chris, but I'm just quickly thinking, well, one, I'm I'm gonna play the middle, but for because I don't know what's going on. But two, I still needed to know for all my other betting. So I'm just hyper-focused on the score. Is the score wrong? Because usually that's what it is. Like, the score was wrong on Don Best. And I'm going, oh, shit. They were actually only up by six at half, and there's no edge to this bet. It's plus seven, and then I'm minus seven the other way. But just to yeah. be safe, I, I played it a little bit for the what I thought. Because I thought it was the right score, so I did play it. But I was now hyper-focused on the score after I locked in the small middle that I had. Yeah, I just don't assume that they know. Like, at the same day or the day before, there was LaMelo Ball was injured, and he had left the game with, like, five or six minutes to go in the second half, and the world traded the game like he was going to come back in the second half, and he never did. Okay, I get it. I so, get it. you know, there's – we're assuming – I don't like to assume that they know. So while I was squaring the internet to make sure that Levine – or the Rose and Ravucevic were not hurt, you bet plus one and a half bulls minus 110, and I took minus 15 because you beat me to it. And that will happen. I was afraid they'd call it a mistake. I'm like, no, they really don't around one. All kinds of stuff was going through my mind. And then I was checking the score, and then I I missed the home run spot to just keep pounding it. I I know that. So a good indicator is, so I had that game, my closing line for the game was minus three. And they were winning by eight. I think I used the pinnacle closing line maybe 10 minutes before the game closed, okay? 
And so I, my closing line was three. And if a team is winning by eight, so let's assume in this naive world, if a team is favored by three before the game begins, they should be one and a half point favorites in the first half and one and a half points favorites in the second half, right? But that doesn't really happen when the team that's favored by three is actually winning by a decent amount of points. They were winning by eight. So there was some kind of contraction. Now, I don't know if it was the Beckris trader or if it was somebody else. I'm not sure who was the first to market, but they definitely posted the line. I don't think they posted flipped. I think they just messed up and didn't realize what the score of the game was. Because the real line is really bulls minus a half there, in my in my opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you said Brooklyn minus a half. Yeah. Oh, no, no it's, it's, all, it's like a copy and paste for the situation or whatever you call yeah. it. Like they got a number in that situation. And it is always the bulls. I think more. I think it's usually like one. I've been staring at these numbers forever. I think it's like one. Okay. Yeah. My math said half. Well, still, but... we knew there was something there, and we were just. And then I was just afraid. I saw that the score was wrong because that's happened to me so many times. Yeah, we'll... and it's never that good. It's like, oh, you the score was wrong, or all of a sudden Don Best will go critical notice score update, and you're like, damn it! So it's happened to me so many times. I can't even count how many. So, all right, what what'd you say, Micah? Well, the, the question would be a book like Bet Chris or Pinnacle. If it is a line mistake, how do they treat that? If you bet it. One-to-one, they don't do anything. So what he's saying is if they put the wrong team favorite by one and a half, you can argue that, like, it's so close. But if it's three to three, they're going to go, okay, six points, come on, guys. But, like, one-to-one, games move one-to-one, you know, sometimes. Not, like, more in college, they'll move that much. Not really in pro. They do, actually, still in pro. Like, that random situation he said with the Celtics and the, you know, it can move a couple points. So they don't uh, delete it. But three to three, I think they delete it. I don't know. What do you think? They the deleted it. The three you to three? Three to three, they did, do they delete that? Yeah. I think they do. What does he think? Well, he's the one that decided that before. Apparently, Do you delete that one and go, come on, you knew better? I would say, too, they're more likely to delete three to three in a close so, game. But in a so, blowout game, they might let it slide. I don't know. So there was... It's trader by trader and sport by sport. There's no black and white rule. Most of these sports books, like the bosses will tell you, if the mistake is obvious, delete it. If the mistake is not obvious, don't delete it. But then it even comes closer to what I think something looks obvious to another trader, what it looks obvious. Most traders, if they posted minus one instead of plus one, they probably would not delete it. Maybe some traders would. But yeah, there's no there's no hard rule. At Pinnacle, we had a rule sometimes you can only delete wagers that were a hundred cents off. But even that, it's not really, you know, some traders would still delete something that was 50 cents off. So it just really depends. But does the amount of money you took in on it matter too or not really because you're moving as like, let's say a guy pounds it like a hundred, like 20 times and the line never moved because it's a new account. Then are you going, now we're deleting that one now, or deleting it now, or just deleting his, or there's no black and white there. Whenever I'm in one of those spots and I posted the wrong line, I would never let my decision be made by how much people bet. I would 
decide. I didn't care about the bets. And then I would delete all the wagers. I would even delete the wagers that came on the wrong side. Okay. Interesting. Right. So I would not pick and choose. <clears throat> the only picking and choose I might do is I look at an account and if it's a losing account, any bet the good side, I might let him keep it because I don't want to piss him off. But what's running through your mind is this guy just didn't wasn't at the level to know it was a mistake. Correct. He was just some random guy who likes to bet. And the last thing I want to do is piss him off. Right. So that's the only thing, like the only like thing you can get into. Some sports might say, hey, if the difference is 10% or higher in implied probability or 20% or higher probability, then you can delete the wager. Some sports books say it needs to be super obvious. Some sports book might say a hundred cents. It just depends. And then it comes it comes also to trader discretion. I think in a blowout game. The three to three, I think they could let it slide because it's so hard to really know the truth in a blowout game. But in a closer game, you know that, oh, wait, they're minus three when they should be plus three. That's what I think. But I could be wrong. You're the one that knows. Yeah. And then there's also other spots that people don't think about. Sometimes you can delete wagers. But if you work for a regulated book, different states might have different laws. If you work for a place... Let's say I work at Pinnacle and I have Dominican Republic customers. I know in the Dominican Republic, I know that in the Dominican Republic, you cannot delete any wagers no matter what. Really? Yeah, even if the game goes final. Are you serious? That's serious. So if I have Dominican Republican accounts betting my game, I would not delete those. So it just really depends, you know? Do they have a game? if If someone wants to bet for a living... And bets at Pinnacle, your advice is move to the Dominican Republic? <laughs> yeah, basically depends on the jurisdiction, depends on the laws. So some some countries you can't really ever delete a wager. What would you do? Just close their account down if they were in the Dominican Republic just betting mistakes? <laughs> no, you kind of have to live with it because, you know, especially if you work for a sports board that doesn't cut people off. All right, wow. Well, okay, something today. Didn't you know, like in Spain, for instance, or in France, they're not allowed to limit limit accounts. Mm, really? Yeah. Yeah. If you get a better five account from Spain or France, they have extra vig on them because they are not allowed to limit you. So, with all your stuff you do, your robots, do you want accounts out of Spain and France more, or that it's not the same? It's not really the same because we can't really robot bet three sixty five. But in theory, if I can get somebody that has bit accounts, it would be good even to put the trashy stuff because those accounts can't get limited. Interesting. I honestly didn't know this. Interesting. Every country has their own little laws and quirks. And, you know, you have to, yeah, it's always sometimes this and sometimes that based on whatever is going on. Interesting. All right, guys, take notes, everyone out there. Got a new home. <laughs> hey, it's a nice place there. I went there on one of my cruises this summer. It was a good place. I mean, from what I saw, I didn't see much. Okay, do you want to talk about the futures then, the long odds on futures and where they draw the line? And Even though we're not sure where they draw the line, but let's say something's – you can bet it at 30 to 1 and it should be like 15 or 17 to 1. What are your thoughts of that, Ant? Do they – Wagers deleted, but 
Or how often can are you, you going to do those? Can you retell me the price that it was supposed to be and the price you guys bet? Okay, so and we're just giving an example because we're always looking for something to talk about in our lives. Although I didn't know this was an error. He thought it just had value. Uh, something 20 to 1 that Circa had 6 to 1, but other places had 14 to 1, many places. And Randy told me that he saw 20 to 1s on the same kind of like program, meaning yeah. like he took the same odds as someone else. So that other company wasn't paying attention, I guess, is what happened. But anyway, so 20, we bet, to one, 20 to 1 and 6 to 1, and implied probability is not that much. I know you guys don't like probability, but it's not that much of a difference. It's 11%. Okay. So me personally, if I was trading that market, I would probably have not deleted those bets. You know, it seems like it's a lot, 20 to 1 to 6 to 1, but something 6 to 1 as implied probability 14% and 20 to 1 as 5%. So it's not that bad. If you're betting 20 to 1 and the true odds should be 14 to 1, deleting it is just stupid. Yeah. Because you're not even betting that thing VIG free almost. 20 to 1 is 5%. 14 to 1 is 6%. Those lines have more than 1 or 2% of VIG on each selection. So deleting something 14 to 1 when it's supposed 20 to 1 was supposed to be 14 to 1, that's just silly. So it's, so it's not. Even money getting two to one. I mean, then you're talking a real percentage. And it was hard. It's like, hey, do you still want it at 14 to one? And I'm just like, man, I just woke up. I need my caffeine. You know, I'm <laughs> saying sorry. I, I took it. I'm like, sorry. Oh, so you think it was still good? I did, man. I took it. I mean, you can go to like DK and bet it, but then they're, it's hard to even get 2,000 down or something like that at those type sites if you have a bad account. Well, and then to his point, he's saying it's not that much of a difference. So even though it looks like it, you're going, oh, six different units. The bet's not going to hit, though, but like yeah. not even 10%. Sure. So when you look at it like that, then it's not a big deal. That's why it's like that. That's why it's not that much of a difference. Well, for me, I know that I'm a true degenerate because nothing really gets me off as far as betting is concerned than placing a future bet. My blood starts boiling. I feel it like I got to sweat. Like I mean, We can go 0-10 on straight bets, and I sleep good at night. But when I get a future bet in, I have a good price, Like it really gets me going. That's why I like golf so much. I, I just enjoy it. Like I enjoy the sweat of a big payout, right? So I was, I was a little upset this morning when I saw that message, you're, you're, this has been deleted, because I felt like I did the work and I found a good price. It's like another good bet I have is, when Oregon lost versus Washington, their future odds shot up to like 30, 40 to 1, right? I was like, no, they went out. They're going to probably still be in the playoff, right? And then their odds will go to 6 to 1. So I grabbed that. So I get off on looking at, you know, looking at future prices. Like I grabbed Bo Nix, Heisman at 30 to 1 right after they lost. But this guy's very, you know, he has very good. They're on a path, a real pass happy offense. So I think he's a favorite now, actually, but. It's just stuff like that gets me off. So I was really upset this morning to see that bet deleted. It was a straight bet. I really wouldn't care. But it, it just, so you, you're telling us you play the Powerball? No, 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 no. That no. I like to know that I got an advantage though. Like I, this guy posted twenty to one. It, Caesars and Circa's at five to one. No, I still I don't care if the bet loses. Just to know that I got an advantage on a, on a big payout makes me feel good. Powerball, no. I don't, I don't mess with that stuff. And 
I will say this. If you're staring at Circa at five to one and they'll take actually a pretty decent sized wager there. And then you're going, well, DraftKings and FanDuel, they have it 14 to one. I don't want to take the counter offer at 14 to one. To your point, it's getting the amount of money down at FanDuel or DraftKings. Oh. It's almost like you're not really getting 14 to one. It's I mean, it's and you saw that video where they moved my Timberwolves bet in the middle of the bet. Yeah. They went, no. <laughs> so, yeah, that, yeah. Oh, and to give this guy credit, he takes some decent limits on futures, too. Oh, so, oh, I mean, oh, he's so, the number one guy. Yeah, yeah, he's even like we had a future this week in golf. I mean, everywhere else was 12 to 1, and he still got – I don't want to say it because I don't want him deleting my bet, but he still got a 20 to 1 out there, and he takes a good limit on it. So I, 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 I can't bash him. I was mad at the time, but I, I got over fairly quick. apologize to him. <laughs> Well, whatever you bet at 20 to 1, do you think that was like a huge edge? Or what do you think your edge was? You don't know the percents. No, I don't like know. But I, I have a guy that has a model. And so he's telling me the true price is 12 to 1 here. And he's got 20. And everywhere else is sitting 14 everywhere. He's the only one at 20. There was one other offshore, but the max is 500 there. I grabbed it there, but then it moves. But I don't know. So what was the bet? Did you tell us what the bet was? Uh, Fitzpatrick to win the hero, the golf tournament this weekend, 20 to one. Um, okay. So the model that uh, was given to me said it should be 12, et cetera. So, and then everywhere else was sitting 12, 14s everywhere. A couple spots had 20, but they're small limits. But sure. this guy offers a bit, you know, decent, you can bet decent futures with him. So I can't bash him too hard, but decent anything with him. I mean, he, he takes huge limits. He, yeah. he, Knows you win, he keeps you in. So then winning, when we win the Survivor, that'll be our ultimate futures bet. <laughs> I mean, all the time, like like on Ant's side of it, Buckeyes, on Monday I wake up and I got three different people that gave me Buckeye accounts texting me. Did our bets get deleted? Did our bets get deleted? Because there's a message when you log into it, this total was a line mistake and this total of this NBA game was a line mistake. Everybody's freaking out on me. So it's stuff that happens all the time, and those bets got deleted. So I kind of played that back in my head, so I guess he has a right to do it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if he's a bookie that's, like, treating you correctly and he's not kicking you out, I mean, I know who you're talking about. So that guy's pretty fair. I think we should not be upset when he deletes sure. a wager. Oh, I, don't care. I don't care. I'm not upset. No, I I'm just not. said, oh, my bad. And then I apologize for 10 minutes. Yeah, I did I, too. <laughs> So yeah. your picks are getting into trouble, man. <laughs> yeah. There was one. I was in the Mirage Sportsbook one time, and I'm sitting there during baseball season, and it was Brewers versus Pirates. Brewers were minus 180 everywhere, and they mistakenly had it flipped, right, where Pirates, Brewers were plus 180. So I go on my MGM app and bet the match, which was like four grand, right? Then I was like, well – my limits was, was very important to me at the time because it had decent limits there. So uh, I go to the window and I show a look, man, I think you got a line mistake. I bet it to see if it will go through, but you can delete it if you want. And I showed it to him. He flipped the line and said, no, you can keep the bet. Thank you for showing me. So that's a, that was great. That was nice. Of you, you know, the other thing about that too is like, here's what you got to remember in that situation. Your average person's going to bet that too and put their whole account in. Yeah. Because that's something that just 99%, well, every single better that watches baseball knows that's a mistake and every single better is going to bet that. So just knowing that, but that plus one in the second half, 
nobody's at that level to go, oh, my God, this is a mistake. You know, so it's a little different to me, that situation. In live, obviously, it's much harder to delete wagers because it's much harder to explain to a customer that, you know, the line is off. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, your average well, person's got plus one there. Hey, we had to delete your wager. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even do that. So it you have been my and who cares? <laughs> and you have to be very careful when you delete wagers, you know, like you definitely don't want to piss off losing customers. So in theory, there's a lot of thought put into deleting wagers. In practice, traders think that they're being judged by how much money they win or lose. So if that's what they think, then they're more likely to delete wagers that they shouldn't be deleting. Mm-hmm. And it's just us being human beings, you know? Well, are we going to give free picks? Yeah, you got a push. I think a couple weeks ago when you I got a push on, on the uh, on the on Houston. You pushed it. Did you win? I won. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I'm ready to mine this week. So we have to do something at minus one ten, right? Uh, you can give minus fifteen if you want. Well, then I'm I'm between the Eagles three minus fifteen or the Broncos. I'll let you go first. All right, I'm gonna pick another square pick. God, well, the good news is if we would have played last week, I would have given out a winner for sure. But since we have no way to check that, I am. Well, we wouldn't have got you Dallas minus 11 and a half out in time. <laughs> oh, no, it would have been out. No way. I like that. That was a, that was a good comment. I like that. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Green Bay Packers plus six. How is that square? I like that. Oh, I, I was it's square because I never win. Uh, that's what I'm going to pick. The Green Bay Packers plus six. All right. I'm going to give one. You have to do minus 110, I, I feel, or this isn't fair. In fact, not only that, I'm giving out a minus 05. It's currently sitting there. Denver plus three and a half, minus 05. At, Dude, at Chris you Wright. pick Denver every week. You love your Denver. Well, are they, am, I bring, am I coming home? Am I bringing it through? Yeah. Again, yeah. keep the foot on the gas, baby. Keep the foot on the gas. <laughs> You no, it's not a play. No, it's not a play on Denver. I'm gonna put my shades on for this. It's not a play on Denver. It's a play against Houston. Look at it like that. All right. With a discount, discount D mill. <laughs> you know their kicker comes back tomorrow or this weekend, right? No, that's fine. And tell your boy, Peter, that tell <laughs> Peter Gibbons don't be too comfortable. <laughs> All right, I'll tell, tell Peter me, we're coming. Is Mike going to pick the Falcons minus two and a half twenty? No, I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers plus the point. Whoa! Look, look at you, the Panthers five and a half. Give me the Panthers. I do have a funny story, really quick. I know we're we're winding down. So you remember when you and Randy were going back and forth, and it's like, Randy, is your model by pen and paper? And he laughed. So anything that we talk about. Right. It could be so like, for example, the other night we were in the bar and I go, hey, man, what kind of light beer do you want? Coors or, or Bud Light? And he goes, what does Dan's model say? <laughs> what are you talking about? So anything now, he'll just go, what does Dan's model say? It's pretty That's funny. funny. <laughs> Nowhere. Look at you guys making fun of my model. Where do you want to go to eat? What does Dan's model say we should do? <laughs> <laughs> I knew I liked that Randy guy. Failure, you fail if you don't beat him. That's all. Peter, get, don't get too comfortable. Don't, don't get too. Uh, are you coming to Vegas now that me and Mike are going? Yeah. Uh, 
Well, I don't play poker. Oh, I could embarrass you guys, you and Sean. I don't. I don't play poker either. I'm just going for the dinners and the drinking and the going out. Yeah, come on, man. I mean, I wish it was an all-star break or something, man. Come on, guys. I'm not anti-social, you know that. But I felt like it when I didn't go to the bet bash thing. Like you can't take two days off of betting. We just lose a lot of money, man. You know that. I mean, I'll go anywhere in May or June. I promise. Now I have no handcuffs on me. I can go anywhere now. You should teach people how to do your job so you can take some days off. Yeah, but it's a Friday and a Saturday, right? No, midweek. Tuesday. Days? Tuesday. Days? Thursday. I'm going Wednesday to Saturday. But you can come Wednesday. Come Wednesday to Friday. What Tuesday day of the week? Friday. We're going Tuesday, come back Thursday. We're going for no, two. Nights. I mean, what day of the month? I mean, the 12? 12 and 13. Man, I literally have to fly in to get my two my kids for a day, but it sounds How like many kids you got two. They're going to be them, break. You bring them back to Denver and you show them how you're betting? Well, they don't really care. They're too young to care. They just want to play the iPads and, you know, all that stuff. My son plays football. He would tackle you, by the way, Ant. Yeah, I saw a video that you sent me. He's a big boy. He's huge. He can move, too. He's a, he's, he, he's a machine. Uh, <laughs> Tell him the money is to be a quarterback. He's too big to do that. He's born to be a lineman. But he moves. <laughs> I'm telling him he moves. I'll send you another video from yesterday. He can move. Like He moves. Cool. How old is he? Laterally, everything. He's eight. He just turned eight. Awesome. He's in the whole Bishop Gorman program. I mean, the UFC guys, kids go there. The Snoop Dogg had his son go there for, you know, on the reality show. It's it's a big, he's in the whole like Bishop Gorman, how they groom the kids from like seven or eight to start doing this. It's even got the Gorman logo on it, on this helmet. So I, I think awesome. he has training. He's got the best training possible and he's pretty athletically gifted. So please at least pay for your own college son. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, yeah, it, was, uh, it was a pleasure talking to you all. And don't get too comfortable, Peter. Well, you tell him that. Because, yeah, he's the money already used. He's used to dealing with all these chumps where when he gets up there, it's over. Not us. Not us. <laughs> Not us. All right, guys. See you, next week. you guys next week. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Avoid the Trap podcast. If you'd like more betting tips or want to learn how you can partner with us, go to our website, www.avoidthetrap.com. Until next time, remember, to the victor belong the spoils.